24-24 right now. She's obliterating the record. Alicia Barnall is about to four-peat. The only man in history to do it. Kara Goucher, she wanted to do this event. It was important to her. Here in Duluth, how sweet it is. Her arm raised in triumph. Welcome, everybody, to the Gearing Up for Grandma's podcast, brought to you by Essentia Health. I am Zach Schneider, the Marketing and Public Relations Director here at Grandma's Marathon. We have for you today another podcast mini episode. We are just over 50 days away now from race weekend, which means it's time to kick your training into high gear. It's time to start getting excited and start getting ready for race day. Joining us to talk about the buildup is Carrie Rodman this week. She's one of our 2023 Grand Ambassadors, which means she was selected this year to be part of our team that helps keep the drum beat going, helps spread the word, answer any questions, and really just keeps the excitement level high as we get closer to Grandma's Marathon Weekend. So Carrie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. We've got a topic in mind, but first let's hear a little bit more about your running background and your history with Grandma's Marathon. We selected all of our Grand Ambassadors this year very intentionally. So when and how did you get started? What's your experience been like uh, to get to this point? Um, so I first ran Grandma's in 2008. It was my third marathon. Um, I was young at the time, <laughs> younger. And um, I ran it with my dad, which was fantastic. It was a ton of fun. Um, I hadn't been back to grandma's since then because I went back for uh, veterinary school and then had kids very shortly after that. Um, I have run 15 marathons um, and I have 16 coming up next week um, at Big Sur. So um, I just, I wanted to be back at grandma's. It's such a cool experience. It's such a beautiful course. And I mean, the, the excitement and the support and just everything is, is phenomenal. Um, and I'm at a point now where I can come back. <laughs> so it'll be, yeah, it's, it'll be exciting. And it's, it's just such a great weekend. The whole thing in general, is just so much fun. It's something that I'm, that I'm planning on coming back to more than, you know, 15 years from now. <laughs> There's so much about our race that is likely going to be the same and feel very familiar for you or for other people who maybe haven't been here for five years, 10 years, 15 years that are now coming back. But what do you remember about 2008 uh, that might that you're most looking forward to that might be the same uh, now in 2023? The finish line, just the party at the finish line, because it's such a distinct difference going from the start where you have the lake on your left and, you know, kind of some houses on the right, obviously, as you're going um, and you get into downtown and it's just a giant party. That's the one of the main things that I remember, which was because that's great. That's exactly what you want at the end of a race. Um, it would be a bummer if that was like in the middle. So, yeah, it's definitely, definitely that that finish line feel and that finish line party. Yeah, whoever designed that uh, scenic highway from Two Harbors to Duluth really did us a favor in the designing of the race. They did. <laughs> so you've done 15 marathons. You're going to do 16 here after we record this episode at Big Sur. What is it about marathoning? I mean, it, it's been, you know, since the 2000s for you that you've been doing races. So what uh, what is it about this distance and this event that keeps you coming back? It's 
between, I mean, doing a half or doing a full, it's just the experience of going out and doing it and knowing that you can do it and testing yourself, testing your boundaries, trying to, you know, push yourself farther every time. And it doesn't matter, you know, what the race distance is, anything from, you know, less than that to more than that. Um, I think it's just that challenge, but also the community aspect of it to be able to be out and everybody's goal is to finish, you know, yes, some people have a goal that's, I want to be faster than X time or Y time, or I want to qualify for Boston, which grandma's is wonderful for. So I know a number of people coming out um, from other places to try and get a BQ, but it's just that community and everybody having that same goal because everybody just wants to finish. It's whether, you know, whether your time is a certain spot or not, but to finish is the big thing. So. Yeah, there's so many unique things about marathoning or half marathoning. You know, one of them is that we talk about all the time. You're running the same course, the same 13.1 or 26.2 miles that our champions will be running. And, and those elite athletes are running on the same day, the same conditions. It's just you in the road. And that's not the same everywhere else. I mean, if you're a baseball player, you don't get to play at Fenway Park. If you're a hockey player, you don't get to play at Madison Square Garden same night that those teams are playing you get to go watch maybe uh but the marathon is so unique in that aspect it's also unique for us because i think you mentioned this that everyone can be successful depending on what their goals are there's one winner uh in each race that we that we talk about but there's so many successful people and winners we think that have accomplished their goal and you know maybe even if they just missed their time goal for that year just getting to the finish line is an accomplishment and we want everybody to feel like that as they come to the race in June that really getting to the finish line should be celebrated and hopefully you meet your goal whatever time you're trying to accomplish but you know what even if you miss it by a little bit or by a lot of bit um, you know, getting to the finish line on any given day is is certainly worth being celebrated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even getting to the starting line is something. I mean, it's I've had races that I've that I've questioned whether or not I was going to start. Um, the last two I did actually were were questionable, um, and it wasn't would I start because I was choosing not to. It's just physically I wasn't sure if I'd be able to. Um, and I'm coming into the same thing right now, but it is getting to that starting line is, is huge too, because of everything that goes into it. It's just, it's so much time and effort and energy and support. I mean, you need other people to help you. You can't just, well, I mean, you might be able to, but you can't really just say, okay, I'm going to run a marathon, especially if you have a family or you have other, you know, everybody has other responsibilities. So there's, you know, you need the community to be able to really, really get it done, um, but yeah, I mean, I absolutely getting to the end is a huge thing to celebrate and it doesn't matter what the race is, but, um, yeah, my kids ask me, you know, Oh, well, did you win? No, mommy's never going to win. And mommy's just fine with that. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. My wife ran her first marathon at our race, uh, last year, she had done the half distance before, but she did her first ever full marathon last year. And so in the buildup to June, she wanted to go out on a 20 mile training run. And I wanted to go to the office because I had planning to do. And so there was a, a constant struggle of who was going to get to do their work that day. But uh, it was a pretty proud moment um, seeing her cross the finish line and knowing all the work that she had put in. So that's a perfect segue into what we're here to talk about today, which is 
self-talk mantras, uh, things that you can tell yourself through your training and especially on race day, because as much as family members, you know, myself uh, included in that can say we contributed to the success. You know, I watched our daughter uh, while Megan was out on the training runs. I put my work aside so that she could do her training, but she put in the work, right? She put in the miles and on race day, it was her out there on the race course and, and every runner's like that, right? You might have health but once you're out there once you get on that starting line it's you uh that has to reach the line and so we're talking today mostly about how people can approach the mental aspect uh to this event and to this sport so i'll just kind of open the floor to you what what has worked for you what advice would you have to people who maybe uh have not thought that much about how they're going to talk to themselves through that uh, 26.2 or 13.1 miles come June. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the big thing is staying positive because it doesn't matter whether you're doing half a full attack. I mean, you're going to end up at some point, you're going to hit dark spots and you're going to hit spots where you probably think, I don't know if I can do this or my body is giving out or I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't want to be here. I'm not going to do this again. Um, and it's in those moments, especially that you need to recognize you're doing something that a lot of people either don't do or won't do or can't do. Um, and that's one of the things that I think is really important to remember that the main one in one of the top things that I, that I keep reminding myself in general, especially on the difficult runs is, you know, what's your why? Why are you out here? Why did you choose this race, this course, this year, this, all of it? Why? What is your why? Um, and everybody's got a different answer. Everybody's just like everybody's got a different goal, um, even though it's, you know, crossing the finish. But what's your why? I think if you have your why and you know why you're doing it, it's going to make it a lot easier to get up super early in the morning and do those training runs. And it's going to be a lot easier to push through when you realize, yeah, this really, this doesn't feel good. <laughs> this doesn't feel good physically. It doesn't feel good mentally. But when you have that why, that's something that that you go back to. That's, I think that's really important. It's such an interesting concept, right? You know, to have so much time to think and whether you play music or whether you talk to your other strangers or friends along the course to try and pass some time, eventually you're going to have those moments where, you know, it's quiet, uh, especially in those first 20 miles that you were talking about where it's just you and the trees and the lake. Um, you know, eventually you're going to have those moments where you're thinking maybe a little bit too much, um, for uh for your own good so to get back out of it are there tricks to convincing yourself uh not to let those bad thoughts creep in throughout the race i think i think it's not so much not letting them creep in i think it's it's having them be there acknowledge that they're there and wave goodbye to them that honestly you got to replace it with something else um i think one of the just one of the things that that I try and do is think ahead of time with each run, not so much. Okay. What's my goal? What's my plan? But just what are you going to remind yourself of? And one of those things, like when I start, when my mind is going somewhere else and I need to check back in, that's what I tell myself, check back in, be here now, uh, be where your feet are. That's one of the things that a friend of mine uses as a mantra and be where your feet are is fantastic in every aspect of your life, but especially 
during during a race during training um because you're gonna go elsewhere <laughs> mentally and physically um but to at least try and be where your feet are and be here now yeah we're gonna get into some of your favorites um and maybe people can adopt those uh there's so many of them out there and then some of them have specific meaning to people are just chosen and these are the words I'm going to repeat to myself uh, whenever I, I feel I need to but I want to point out because it, it's not just for four five six seven hour marathoners elite athletes and world-class runners do this too and you don't have to look further than our women's champion the last two years Dakota Linworm there's been a lot made out of out of her mantras she actually writes the words strong fast last on her hand so that she can look down at it um, when she's running and when she has uh, maybe some of those doubts about the day or um, how the race is going. And so she has it in herself. It means something to her. But for anybody who maybe doesn't have something that is is personal to them, what are some of your favorites that you've developed throughout the years? I think so. I mentioned the be where your feet are and check back in. Um, I think get out of your head is one. I mean, just be, yeah. on one hand, check back in, but you also have to get out of your own head and realize, okay, this is, this is where I am. Um, do it anyway. <laughs> That's just <laughs> kind of, again, something for life. Do it anyways. You're here. You got to do it. Get it done. Um, one that's really big for me has been um, do it because they can't. Um, I have family members, especially my dad, I mentioned that I run with him. I've run a number of marathons with him. Um, he no longer can physically run. So that's one of the things that's been, um, that's really been a main mantra the last few races that I've done for sure. Um, and I wrote it on my pace band as well, because that's something that then you can look down um, and and see that and be reminded of that. But yeah, definitely. Um doing it because they can't because there's a lot of people who can't do this um and that also leads into you get to you get to do this and that's huge um there are so many people that want to run would like to run a marathon and can't for whatever reason whether it's physical or whether you know there I and mean, there's so many reasons that someone might not be able to and we get to do this we choose to do this and that i mean that's it's so important to just remember that. Um, sometimes it is just one foot in front of the other, <laughs> that, especially on hills. Um, sometimes it's just, yeah, one, one foot in front of the other. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. Run the mile you're in. Um, that's a, that one I struggle with because it is so important because if you look at the marathon or the half marathon as a whole, it's daunting. It's a lot of miles. It's a lot of time. It's just really taxing. But if you can focus on run the mile that you're in, that's helpful to, you know, again, be where your feet are. Um, along with that, run your own race. Not so much what anybody else is doing. It doesn't matter how fast or how slow, because both of those are relative. Um, it's just doing your own thing and running your own race, run your own pace. Um, especially for people who are new, when they get to the starting line, they're going to have a lot of adrenaline. There's going to be a lot of hype. They're going to potentially go out way too hot and you don't want to go out too hot and crash and burn. <laughs> so just running your own race. It doesn't matter how many people pass you. 
along the whole way, especially at the beginning. <laughs> but because um, I'm usually in the back of the pack and I am super content with that. I, I like being there. Um, but I still need to remind myself to run my own race and run my pace. That's something that's helpful as well. Um, this is what you trained for. So obviously most people aren't going to run the entire distance of whichever race they're doing, um, prior to race day, but you have the training in you're, you're at the point where you should be tapered. You should be ready. So it's just trusting the process as well. So this is what you train for and trust the process. I think those are, those are some big ones too. Um, one that I think when I started following Amanda Basham on Instagram, um, I saw the relentless forward progress. And that's been one that has been really, really helpful, especially this training cycle, um, which unfortunately or fortunately, this training cycle for me essentially has been since July. So it's just, that's kind of how things fell into play. Um, and I'm used to doing one marathon a year and nothing else. So it's been kind of a lot. Um, but the relentless forward progress is so helpful with just any setbacks, but even on the days that you feel like, nah, this isn't going so great, relentless forward progress. All you need to do is, is move forward. Um, and that's also another one where you've probably heard forward is a pace. Doesn't matter how fast, it doesn't matter, you know, the speed. If you are moving forward, that's what you want to do because you're moving forward toward the goal. Um, long as you're not standing still you're good yeah for sure i mean it goes back to the if you can't run walk and if you can't walk crawl you know just keep moving toward that finish line and eventually that energy is going to come back it seems you know once you reach a water state yes once you give your body a little chance to recover and it, i mean it's the same as we talk so much uh through the training about uh, if you're a first-time marathoner even if you're a veteran marathoner how important it is to train like you're going to run on race day, you should be wearing the same shoes. We should be using the same fuel. You know, we encourage people so many times to practice what they're going to be putting into their bodies and how they're going to be exerting their bodies on race day. But the mental aspect is, is so important too, to train your mind through your training process about what is going to happen on race day and, and where you're going to hit these walls maybe and how you're going to get yourself to the other side of them. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And I think, I mean, like I said, most of us aren't going to run the full distance of the race before race day. Um, and that's where it is going to be really important because once you hit that last, you know, 6.2 miles, especially if you're doing the full, um, that's when you really have to dig in. And I mean, that's another one. Sometimes it is where I'm going and I just say, okay, just dig in. You got to, you know, you're here, you got to finish it. Um, it, it is, I mean, it's such a huge test that, like you said, I mean, you got to practice how you're going to perform because otherwise you're going to go out and just not be prepared. Um, and to be prepared mentally is, is huge. It's going to make it that much more enjoyable, but also probably that much more, um, I guess, successful probably. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as race organizers, the biggest thing, I mean, we're in awe of everybody who comes to our starting line because the the nine or 10 full-time staff members that we have, very few of us are runners and even fewer of, of them are 
marathoners. Uh, I've run a half marathon. Uh, I'm not sure if any of our staff have actually run a full marathon. So, you know, we're, we're very good at organizing the event, uh, but we're in awe of everybody who comes to that starting line uh, each and every year. And so one of the things that we, we, we want to um, preach, I guess, it's not put into practice by the nine or 10 of us, uh, except for the runners is, to if you put in the work over the months of training race day should be a celebration you should feel really prepared and really ready and obviously there's a lot of x factors when we talk about running this kind of distance but race day we want to feel for the runners like a celebration and so all these things that we're putting out are to try and help prepare everybody so that you're not terrified when you're at that start line and you feel ready and you feel and you can just have fun uh, for the next uh, couple hours of your life. Yeah, I think that's that's very true. And it's hard because it's kind of it's like having kids or running a marathon. You don't know until you've done it, until you're in it, how it's going to play out and what can happen. Someone can talk to you up and down about it, and it's not going to be the same thing as as doing it. Um. And there's just such a huge mental component to it. And I'm sure, you know, as people started out on their long runs, that they they realize that if they're first timers, because you you kind of expect it, but you don't necessarily know fully what to expect. Um, but yeah, I mean, race day is, it's the pinnacle of everything that you're doing. And that's kind of, you put in all the work and you get to the end and yeah, you want to celebrate. You also don't want to be miserable along the way. <laughs> so that's where the practice comes in. Um, but that's, I mean, one of the other things too is with, um, with getting that far and getting to the starting line. I mean, that's another mantra is you didn't come this far only to get this far. It doesn't matter what mile you're at. You have a goal you have what that endpoint is and then you tell yourself yes i can or yes you can because you can do it you keep telling yourself that you're going to start to believe it even if you don't believe it at the time and even if you don't feel physically like you can do it um i think that's those are some of the the best ones that that i can come up with i mean and not even i didn't come up with these these are just things that i've gravitated to over the years um, but they're definitely ones that have helped me. And I am pretty sure a number of these are going to be written on my arm and uh, going through my head next week. And as I continue training for grandmas, because I do have I do have a goal. Um, again, it remains to be seen <laughs> where things will be at. But yeah, I mean, just training yourself mentally is is as important as doing the physical stuff, too. Yeah, it's awesome. It's such a good conversation and one that, uh, you know, if, if anybody wants to continue, that's what our great ambassadors are there for. Um, I, I talked earlier about how marathoning is unique. Um, and it really is because if you were ever to get to play in Fenway Park or Madison Square Garden, maybe not half and half, but a segment of that, the people watching that sport are going to want you to fail and want you to lose. Uh, marathoning is not like that, you know, and so in those final... 6.2 miles, uh, you know, until once you hit the the city, um, everybody there wants you to get to the finish line and wants you to be successful. So you will have a lot of cheering fans on your side uh, come race day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons, I mean, this sport is so phenomenal. And the community, I keep going back to the community, but that's really, truly so much of it is the experience that you get with the community. And 
everybody has, you know, you have the shared experiences, but like you said, when it comes down to it, you, you run your own race. No one can do it for you. You can have help with other things, but it's all up to you when you get to that day. So it's, it's exciting. It's coming up so soon. I know. Yeah. We're counting down the days now. We're going to close this episode there, Carrie. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for talking about this. It's, it's such an important and maybe sometimes overlooked piece of, of distance running and marathoning. And we want everybody to, to have the best information possible. Um, if people want to follow you and maybe ask some more questions based on this episode, how can they connect with you on uh, social media as we get up to uh, this year's race weekend? I am on Instagram at C as in cat, D as in dog, Rodman, R-O-D-M-A-N, like Dennis, no relation. That is totally going to go over the heads of people who are much younger than me. Um, so C.D. Rodman at uh, on Instagram. Our grand ambassadors are there to answer your questions. They're there to help. They've done our race before. They've done marathons before. Um, so if you are a first timer or uh, have not done many of these races, feel free to reach out. They know uh, about the rate, about the running itself. They know much more uh, than the organizers, as I mentioned uh, before. We'll be there to help uh, get things set up and torn down and support you along the way. But they're the people that we want the runners going to. So thanks again, Carrie. Thank you much. This Gearing Up for Grandma's podcast brought to you by Essentia Health. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate us, tell your friends. Grandma's Marathon proudly presented by Toyota, Members Cooperative Credit Union, and ASICS. I'm Zach Schneider. Until next time, everyone, be well.